Hello guys and welcome to the layup. Today is Magic Johnson's birthday, so I'm just going to wish him a happy birthday to the best point guard of all time. Uh, and speaking of point guards, today we're going to be talking about the best player, top five players at every position entering the 2019-2020 season, um, and a little bit of how each team got better or worse in the off season, and what we expect for that team in this year's uh, this year's season. So let's get right into it. Um, so the point guard has evolved, and Magic Johnson has kind of kind of started uh, the point guard, and now. You need a great point guard on your team if you're wanting to win a championship, and Magic started that. So, uh, the number one point guard, in my opinion, right now, is still Steph Curry, just because of his shooting ability and how consistent he's been winning. Obviously, he's had one of the best supporting casts of all time that you could have ever asked for, but he's still the best point guard in the NBA, in my opinion, because of his shooting. Um... And he's evolved as a passer and a finisher, so he's more than just a shooter right now. And I think he'll be an MVP candidate this year with Clay Thompson out and um, him and Draymond and D'Angelo Russell running the team. Um, so that's the number one point guard, in my opinion. Number two... Congrats on his new album. It's Damian Lillard. Uh, I think he's the second best point guard in the league because uh, he's a great finisher, a great shooter, and in the playoffs he seems to always show up, but sometimes he has, his team has a tough time winning. But I think this could, this could be the year. But it's a stacked Western Conference, so can't really guarantee anything. But you never know. They could come out of nowhere. Uh, he's still one of the best, one of the best shooters in the NBA. One of the best finishers. Uh, definitely one of the best leaders in the NBA. Um, he hasn't given up on Portland. He's been with them their whole career. So uh, you need guys like that in the NBA. So number three, we got Kyrie Irving, is the number three point guard in my opinion. Uh, he would be ranked higher, just his leadership once again. Uh, not as not as great as Damian Lillard and Stephen Curry, um, but he's still one of the best one of the best point guards and one of the best players in the league. Um, and signing with the Nets, he'll have he'll ha he'll be a leader this year. But he'll have DeAndre Jordan, he'll have Karis LeVert, he'll have a lot of guys that he can lean on to. Um, then number four, uh, the former Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, Russell Westbrook, uh, newly James Harden's teammates, um, and I, I think, yeah, uh, he's, he's there, but if this was, if this wasn't the golden age of point guards, he'd be the best, um, the best, um, point guard in the league by far, but since it's such a, such a crazy, uh, era of point guards, that's why he's not the best, uh, but it's crazy to think he's averaging uh, triple-double for three years in a row, and he's only ranked by me as the fourth highest and wasn't even in MVP talks this year. The number five, the newly newly a Boston Celtic, Kemba Walker. Um, I think he's one of the most dynamic players in the NBA, one of the most loyal players like uh, Damian Lillard. It's just tough when you haven't won a playoff series since he's been there, um, or one you've won one playoff series since he's been there, and not not really translating to winning. He's putting up huge numbers, doing everything he can, and didn't uh, uh, didn't give up on them. And I still think he's one of the better players or better point guards in the NBA, uh, one of the best shooters in the NBA, um, very good passer, team player, sportsman, sportsmanship. Um, so I'm excited for him to come to the Celtics. Uh, then at shooting guard, uh, number one, I consider James Harden a shooting guard. I think most people do, and he's the number one shooting guard, but uh, whatever you want to call him, I consider him a shooting guard, so that's why I put him here. But um, 
I think he's st- he's definitely uh, there's no really question about that. The most the best scorer in the NBA right now, honestly. Uh, averaged thirty six points a game uh, last year, um, six rebounds, seven assists. So he he's the best shooting guard, one of the best shooters in the NBA. Um, we'll see how it works out with Russ. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see. Uh, what's going on with that? But uh, he's definitely uh, he's he plays shooting guard as a point guard. Um, but I consider him a shooting guard, and he's one of the best players the NBA has ever seen. Uh, best scores. Um. Then at number two, a guy sitting out this year, and that's Clay Thompson, uh, who averaged twenty one. Uh, three rebounds and two assists. Not his best numbers ever, but uh, he's he's one of the best shooters of all time, and you can't you can't put him lower than that. Um, just because of uh, the set the record for fourteen threes, um, scored sixty points in twenty nine minutes. So um, yeah, he's de- he's definitely deserves to be a, a number two shooting guard. But if he if he were to uh, have a little more of an off-the-dribble game, I think he'd be higher on this list. But he uh, relies on his shooting. Not too much, because he, he should, but um, he deserves to be there. So, Number three, uh, Superstar, a couple years ago, kind of fell down a little bit when, um, um, when he got traded to the San Antonio Spurs. Some thought that would be a better situation. Uh, Greg Popovich, he still had a great year. He just wasn't in the spotlight and in the stacked Western Conference. It was a, a big difference for him. He was used to being in the East, a uh, little bit of easier schedule or whatever you want to call it. Um, less uh, less competition. Um, so when, and when he got traded, he got traded to the West. Um, but he, he, he wore Toronto... Toronto Red for a long time. Um, uh, average, it still averaged twenty one and twenty one six rebounds and six assists, which aren't horrible numbers. He was just in the in shadow, casted by uh, Steph Curry and the Warriors, uh, LeBron James, uh, Damian Lillard, all those guys, Russell Westbrook. So he, maybe this year he'll have he'll have a, a redemption year. Him and Lamarcus Aldridge. Don't I don't know if I really see the Spurs being title contenders this year, but with Greg Popovich on their side, you never really know, um, but we're hoping the Spurs can make a, a comeback, and so so can DeMar DeRozan, um, possibly. Another guy we're hoping makes a comeback, and this is a different type of comeback, is Victor Oladipo. Um, he won't be back till November 30th, but um, when he fell down, uh, everyone was upset um, because... Uh, he's a young guy. Uh, every everyone really likes Victor Oladipo. Um, after his injury, everyone wanted him back. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he comes back. Uh, if he comes back better, if he comes back worse. Um, but he's such a he has such great athleticism. So I can't really see him not coming back. Coming, I can't really see him coming back worse. Uh. So that's where I have him there. I think he would be higher than DeMar, but just the concerns about the injury a little bit, if it set him back um, or whatever. But um, we'll, it, he'll be able to prove that after November 30th when he comes back. So we're all rooting for him to come back. And then the number five is one of the most underrated players in the NBA, C.J. McCollum, and it's been that way for a really long time. Um for a really long time, and he hasn't been an all-star yet, and he averaged 21 points last year, more points than, or the same amount of points as Clay Thompson, um, four rebounds and three assists, and Damian Lillard's partner in crime. I think if, if there was no Damian Lillard, he'd be averaging 27 and 10 assists a night, but uh, not that Damian Lillard is bad, they're just, they kind of are the same player, they uh, have the same skill set. So, 
um, CJ, um, I, I don't see him getting worse this year, and I'm hoping this is his peak, I mean, I'm hoping, um, but you never know, um, especially with CJ McCollum because of not inconsistency, but he has a, a long um, span of doing well and then gets into a little bit of a slump, but he's a scorer. So, yeah. Um, then we'll go off to small forwards. It's the golden era of small forwards as well. But I feel like there's always one really good small forward in the NBA. And in my opinion, the best player in the world right now, uh, the best player, the best player, uh, best small forward is Kawhi Leonard. Um, Kawhi put up career numbers last year, uh, 26 points a game. Not career numbers, but a career year. Um, seven rebounds, three assists. Almost single-handedly uh, gave the Raptors a finals berth, and then he goes to the Clippers, and Paul George comes. And, yes, I think he is the best player in the NBA and the best small forward in the NBA. And I think he's hitting his prime this year. It will be his prime. Um, and I'm excited to see him in the Western Conference. Back in the Western Conference after San Antonio. Didn't, it worked out, then it didn't. Worked out until it didn't. Um, so now he'll be back in the West, be able to face uh, face, his, face teams that he's used to facing. The Warriors, the Rockets. So... Uh, then the number two small forward. This was kind of a tough decision. I feel like Kawhi um, lamented himself as the number one small forward. And then there's LeBron and then there's Kevin Durant. But I still think LeBron James is a better all-around player than Kevin Durant. So that's what put him ahead of Kevin Durant for me. Um, LeBron James, he's going to be 34. Uh, and he, when he was 35, when he was 33, he averaged 27, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists. That's close to what Russell Westbrook is putting up, and Russell Westbrook is in his prime. LeBron is a little bit out of his prime, but, um, I'd take LeBron a little bit out of his prime over anyone else. Uh, I think he'll, he'll, he'll be able to carry the Lakers this year. Uh, I, I'm hoping he'll get what he wants, which is uh, a championship um, with AD and Marcus Cousins. Um, but just the all-around game is what put him over the next guy, Kevin Durant. Um, so I think Kevin Durant's the number three um, small forward. Uh, and many say he's the best player in the NBA, but it's between those couple guys, the small forwards, the Kevin Durant, um, Kawhi and LeBron, um, but Kevin Durant put up 26, uh, six rebounds and f six assists, so, um, hopefully Durant will come back better, uh, after his injury, um, and be with the Nets, and he's in his prime right now, um, and, uh, Achilles tears, they are tough, to come back from. You see players not really coming back. Marcus Cousins had an Achilles tear. Avery Bradley. You see guys like that. Um, but Kevin Durant, it's hard to really see him turning into one of those guys just because of um, how good of a, and talented of a player he is. And even if he does lose a little bit, he'll st still be one of the best players in the league. Uh, so Then at number four, uh, Kawhi's new partner in crime is Paul George. Um, and I think Paul George deserves to be there. I think those four guys are, um, four of some of the best players in the league. I think if you put those guys, um, they're up there as top players in the league. Uh, but Paul George, um, after Oklahoma City didn't work out, he got traded to the Clippers, and I think he'll shine in that role, um. Uh, it's a it's going to be a defensive minded team, and Paul George is a defensive minded player, um, and with Kawhi and Patrick Beverly, 
Paul George won't have to worry as much as on defense. They'll kind of share the load. Um, Kawhi being an all-NBA defensive player and Patrick Beverly being an all-NBA pest, like ignorance, whatever you want to call him. And then Paul George can focus more on his scoring. Um, and I think those two taking turns on defense uh, will be the best thing for them because um, uh, playing defense the way that they do takes a lot of energy out of them. And I think that'll be a lot of energy um, Paul George will have back. And assuming he is okay with his shoulder injury, uh, it's kind of a, a question mark. We don't really know what's going on there. But assuming he's okay, then that's where I rank him. Uh, then the number five small forward, um, kind of a first-time all-star this year, still kind of an underrated player, is Chris Middleton. Um he kind of shined this year with Giannis, um, 18 points a game this year. Um, last year, or uh, last year he had 20 points a game, so he's entering his prime, and he's uh, the second best player on one of the best teams in the league. And I think uh, he, he. Some people may say he's a shooting guard, but I think he's a small forward and. He's developing into one of the better small forwards and the top one of the top five, um, and maybe he'll improve in some areas. Right now, he's a shooter, um, but hopefully, he can do some things off the dribble, which he did show a little bit of last year. Um, and we're hoping he doesn't get injured. Um, so that's it for the small forwards. Next, we have the power forwards. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is a power forward. Uh, I have learned that he's a power forward, so he is the best power forward in the league. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, just the numbers, 27 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, and I think in a couple of years he'll be the best player in the NBA easily. Um, he still needs to get a little better of a jump shot. As you saw, he... Uh, wasn't as hesitant to take it as guys like Ben Simmons, but still should develop it where he's not, he's not hesitant and he will make the shots as well. Um, and he's playing for the Greece national team. So he's getting even more work in um, against international guys in Team USA. Um, and then number two, we have Blake Griffin, who's turned himself kind of back into a superstar um, with the Pistons, um, was an all-star, um, and uh, led the Pistons to a playoff berth, um, their first in a couple years, uh, him and Andre Drummond is working, he had 24 and a half points a game, 7 rebounds and 5 assists, so, and at the beginning of the season, he was looking like the old Blake Griffin, and even at the end, um, too bad that injury sidelined him against Milwaukee for a little bit, and he, when he came back, he wasn't the same player. Um, but he is a uh, he's a point forward, so he, he brings up the ball, kind of like Giannis. Um, but I'm hoping to see Blake Griffin improve, um, or Blake Griffin's team improve, and maybe the Pistons will make it a little deeper in the playoffs with a couple um, the Raptors. Um, with the Raptors not being as good. Um, so maybe they'll make a top five seed. And I'm looking forward to that for the Pistons. Uh, and the number three forward, LaMarcus Aldridge, who kind of quietly was a superstar this year as well, uh, made the All-Star game, um, which he has in the past couple years. Um, averaged 21, uh, nine rebounds, and two assists for a San Antonio team that barely made the playoffs, uh, something we haven't seen from the Spurs in a long time, um, uh, not making the playoffs, and, uh, and, uh, he's getting older, uh, and he's not in his prime anymore, but he can still put up big numbers, like, put up 56, um, against Boston, Um, put up 56 points against Boston. I mean, um, sorry, OKC. Um, but he still has the, he still has the talent to lead a Spurs team, as you saw him do. 
uh, last year when Kawhi went down. But I don't know if he can carry them to a championship. Yeah, the Stack Western Conference, I don't know if that's ideal. But And then we have number four, a guy coming back from an injury. He's been sidelined for almost two years now, a uh, year and a half right now. So Chris Tapp's poor Zingus, and we're hoping he returns healthy. Um, with the ACL tears, uh, they sometimes come back better. They sometimes come back worse. It really all depends. Um, but I think him and Luka Doncic will be uh, one of the best duos in the NBA. Um, and he'll hit... He, him coming back, he's had a couple years off, and hopefully he's uh, gotten bigger. He got um, he gained a lot of weight, um, a lot of muscle, so maybe he'll, uh, hopefully he'll come back as the Chris Tabs, uh that we knew um, at first. And he's still really young, so he's not even in his prime yet, but him and Luka Doncic will be one of the best uh, duos in the NBA in a couple years. Um, then, number five, we have Draymond Green, the do-it-all star. Um, he, uh, um, he did, um, have a, he had an okay year last year. He missed the all-star game. He had seven points a game, seven rebounds, and six assists, which are numbers that aren't really speaking out at you, but if you see what he does on the defensive end of the floor, um, then you'll understand why he's getting so much money and so much praise. Um, um, so much praise. But I think he'll he'll be back to 2015 Draymond with Kevin Durant leaving, so he'll have uh, more of an opportunity to score and pass and lead the team and kind of be the point forward, um, kind of like most of these guys on the team. Draymond, Blake, and Giannis will all be point forwards this year. Um then we'll go to the center position. Anthony Davis is the number one center in my opinion. Some may say he's a power forward, but I think he is a center. He's either, but I think he's a center, and he's the best center in the league. Um, last year he averaged 26 points a game, 12 rebounds, and 4 assists, and I think he's only going to improve that with LeBron James. Um, LeBron James being the passer he is, Anthony Davis hasn't really played with a passer like that uh, he's played with Rondo. He's played with he's played with Drew Holiday, but not a passer like LeBron James. Um, so maybe Anthony Davis. I'm hoping Anthony Davis will have a a career year this year and hopefully win his first ever championship. Number two, we have Joel Embiid, one of the best trash talkers in the NBA, also one of the best centers in the NBA. Um, the reason I have him number two and not number one is because of the injury concerns. Um, we saw what basically-ish a kind of healthy Joel Embiid season looks like. Still missed 18 games, which is way too much for a franchise, um, for the franchise center. Um, so I think he needs to, um, I think Sixers fans need to pray that he stays healthy because when he is healthy, um, uh, he he does lead the team to um, wins. But you saw in the playoffs against uh, the the Nets, he wasn't in great shape, and his knees were all banged up. But um, he just has to work on being uh, ready before uh, games. But he still had a great season last year: twenty-seven points per game, career high; thirteen rebounds a game, a career high. And 3.7 assists per game was also a career high. Um, and I think he will definitely be one of the be one of the best centers in the NBA in the next couple years, I, maybe even the best. But this guy might, this next guy might even challenge him. And that guy is Nikola Jokic, who had the best year of his career last year, leading the Nuggets to a Western Conference Semifinals berth only to fall short in game seven against the uh against the trailblazers but he's, he still is a, a very good player average 20 points 10 rebounds and seven assists and he could be the first center since will chamberlain to lead the nba in assists um yeah and 
He is one of the best passers in the NBA, and he is a center. And the Nuggets are still one of the best teams in the NBA. They have the young core of Murray, um, Jokic and himself, and Gary Harris, Will Barton. They got that veteran in Paul Millsap. And the Nuggets will be one of the best teams in the West this year. Maybe third place, maybe fourth place. It's hard to really see them finishing first or second with the Clippers and the Lakers there. But you never know if something goes wrong. Then at number four, uh, we have the rising star, Carl Anthony Towns, who has been with a uh, a pretty bad team for his whole career. Um, the Timberwolves, they made the playoffs that one year and got swept by the Rockets. Um, but he's still, ha- he's still putting up crazy numbers, 24.5 points a game, 12 rebounds, and 3 assists a game. And... Um, he he's still he's still one of the best centers in the NBA. It's just he needs to start winning and maybe demand a trade to get himself out of, um, to get himself out of, um, Minnesota. So. Um, then next we have Clint Capella, who's not the best offensive player, but he's a old school center. Kind of reminds me of Michael Cooper, um, in a way. Um. Not that I ever watched him, but in the highlights I've seen, um, I am way too young to have watched Michael Cooper, but I have seen the uh, highlight reels of Michael Cooper, so he does remind me of him. He's an old school center who um, is a great shot blocker and rim runner, so um, yeah, Uh, and he's a a very good player for... um, a very good player for the Rockets and James Harden, um, especially being a, a great screener. Um, so he's only going to improve this year with Russell Westbrook, an even better passer, and his hands are always ready. So I think he is the top, the number five center in the league. Um, now we're going to talk about how uh, some teams either got better or either got worse, and we're not going to talk about all of them. We're just going to talk about some of them uh, who got worse or better, um, not the ones that stayed mediocre or whatever you want to say but first we're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks and the reason I think they got better is because of their draft picks Um, they got Bruno Fernando they picked up Alan Crabb they got DeAndre Hunter they got Jabari Parker who's a little bit of a lost a lost guy right now but maybe the Hawks can revitalize his career they picked up the veteran Evan Evan Turner Um, they still have DeAndre they got DeAndre Hunter in the draft and Cam Reddish. So this is a very young team who I can see making the playoffs in the next uh, two years, in the next year. Not this year, maybe next year once they develop. Trey Young's going to be a superstar and already is. John Collins is one of the be- better power forwards in the NBA. But I really like this Atlanta Hawks team. Then the Boston Celtics. I think they definitely got better. Um, I don't know if they got better. Um, actually, but after losing Horford and Irving, they did get better. I think they just stayed mediocre, um, but with the, with the draft picks, I think that's what made them better. They had all those draft picks and got Lankford, they got, um, Carson Edwards, who's a steal, Tremont Waters, and Grant Williams. Uh, so I think the draft picks is kind of what made them better. Uh, they lost Al Horford and Kyrie Irving, and then they got Kemba Walker and Ennis Cantor. I'm not saying Ennis Cantor is anything near what Al Horford is, but him and Al Horford, not that he replaces Al Horford, but he kind of fills that spot, and he'll be the starting center this year. Um, then we have the Nets, who I think it's pretty obvious they got better. Um, with the pickups of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan. Um, they did lose D'Angelo Russell to get, um, to get Kevin Durant in the sign-and-trade. They picked up Torian Prince from the Hawks, who's a very good scorer, streaky shooter. Um, and they got Garrett Temple from the, Garrett Temple and, um, Wilson Chandler from the, from the, um, Clippers. And they retained everybody else. They still have the fro, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, will come off the bench this year. Kubruch, the young guy, Lavert, and uh, the three-point shooting champion, Joe Harris. They still have him. Um, so, yeah, they they got better, definitely. I don't even think there's any debate about that. Then the Hornets, uh, same thing. There's no debate about that they got worse. They lose Kemba Walker. Um, they pick up Terry Rozier, but Terry Rozier is no Kemba Walker. 
I loved him on the Celtics, but you can't compare him to Kemba Walker. They did get some good draft picks in P.J. Washington, uh, Cody Martin, and Caleb Martin, but losing Kemba Walker was huge. And Nicholas Batum is out of his prime, um, and they really don't have any superstar right now. And I think that's just a matter of time until Terry Rozier develops or Malik Monk or one of their draft picks. Um, but I think uh, they're definitely in a, in a rebuild right now. Um, but I don't think they got any better. I think they got worse. And you have the Chicago Bulls. Uh, didn't really uh, sign anyone big in the free agency, um, but they did get Kobe White. They got a little bit of an under-the-radar signing in uh, Thaddeus Young, um, but they kept a lot of guys. They still have Zach Levine. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. Would, will be back this year. Um, so I think they got a little bit better. They didn't really lose anyone, but the Kobe White addition I think is pretty is pretty big, and they got Thomas Sadoransky from the Wizards, um, so maybe he'll be a good point guard for them, but I think they got a little bit better, and I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year, I think Zach Levine still has another year to develop into a superstar, and then they'll make the playoffs. Then we have the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, I don't think the Cavs got better, because... I mean, they got Darius Garland. They didn't really get anyone. They didn't really lose anyone. So I think the Darius Garland, Kevin Porter Jr., and Dylan Windler pickups, I think, kind of improved them, like, a smidge bit, but not really that much. Um, But Colin Sexton and Darius Garland will have a a good backcourt in, like, three years, but this is not their year. Other than the Pistons, I think they got got better. Um, With the pickups of Derrick Rose... Tony Snell, Markeith Morris, um, and they still have Reggie Jackson, Blake Griffin, and Andre Drummond, and they got Seiko Dumboya. I'm going to try and say that right. Um, and um, But they retained most of their guys, um, so I think they got better. With the Derrick Rose, who's kind of turning back the clock, we're hoping he has the same year as he did in Minnesota. Um, then we have the Pacers. I think the Pacers got a lot better um, with the additions of Jeremy Lamb, Malcolm Brogdon, um, Victor Oladipo will be back, T.J. Warren they got in the trade, um, T.J. McConnell and Justin Holiday will be playing with his brother Aaron Holiday. But I think the Pacers definitely got better. Um, Malcolm Brogdon's the biggest one for me, uh, and hopefully they'll make a make a little bit of a smidge in the Eastern Conference. Um, that is all if Victor Oladipo is back to where he was. Um, then the Heat, I think they got better. Um, not that much better, but they definitely got better. I think Jimmy Butler is a big addition for them. The Tyler Harrow draft pick is huge. Um, yeah, the Tyler Harrow draft pick is huge. Um, but I don't see I don't see the Heat being one of the better teams in the East. I see them making the playoffs, not necessarily being the best team in the East, though. I still think, uh, I still think um, Tyler Hero would be one of the better rookies, and Bam Adebayo. They did lose, they did lose Hassan Whiteside, but that will give more time for Bam Adebayo to develop. Um, so I think they did get a little bit better. Oh, then you have the Bucks, um, who I don't think they got better, but um, they kept most of their guys. They did lose. Malcolm Brogdon, who was a big loss. I'm not saying they make up make up for that, but they did get Wesley Matthews, uh, Frank Mason, Robin Lopez, and Kyle Korver, uh, and Dragon Bender, and Donis Antetokounmpo, Giannis's brother. Um, but I think the Malcolm Brogdon is a really big loss, even if he's not scoring that much. I think it's still a really big loss for them. Then you have the Knicks, who I think got a lot better um, than they were. But I don't think they got to one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. I still think they're going to miss the playoffs. The R.J. Barrett draft pick and Iggy Brasdinkis, those are two really good draft picks. Um, Reggie Bullock was a good addition. Uh, Wayne Ellington, Taj Gibson, Marcus Morris. They got a lot of power forwards. Bobby Portis, Julius Randle. Um, they'll have time to develop Mitchell Robinson. Dennis McJr. is still on their team. Alondra Trier, Neil Kina, Knox. So they have a really young team, Kadeem Allen, um, and I think they got better, just not as, uh, not that much better, not as uh, much better as they wish they would have gotten, because uh, they were hoping for KD, Kyrie, Zion, 
They didn't get any of those guys. But RJ Barrett's still a good second. And then the Magic, I think they got better. I don't think that Nikola Vucevic deserves the contract that he got. I think they should have let him walk and try and give someone else a max contract. Um, but we'll see. I don't know if he's a franchise center. Um, he's not really in his prime. Well, he's entering his prime. He's in his prime right now, but uh, he didn't. He couldn't really lead the Magic. Uh, they did lose to the Raptors, who ended up winning the championship. But I don't see the Magic uh, getting out of the Eastern Conference or even making it past the first round. And with the addition of Markel Fultz, who's still kind of trying to find his way in the NBA, uh, I don't really see that. That was their best addition. They got Michael Carter Williams. Um, uh, they still have Mo Bamba. They picked up Alfred Camino, who's been with the Trailblazers basically his whole career. Um, but we'll see what goes, what happens with the Magic. Uh, Aaron Gordon's still their star. Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic, but they still have a a really good core. Um, but I just don't see them making it out of the first round, or if they do make it out of the first round to the Eastern Conference Finals, I can't see that. Uh, then the Sixers, I think it's pretty obvious that they got better. Um, they picked up a lot of guys like Al Horford, um, and they got Josh Richardson in the trade for Jimmy Butler. Um, they re-signed Tobias Harris, and they still have James Ennis Jr. Um, and Trey Burke uh, signed with them. They still have Joel Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons, who recently signed his extension. Um they still have Mike Scott, Zaire Smith, and Matisse Thybul will develop a little bit this year. Um, so I think there's a bright future for the Sixers, and I think I can see them making it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Here's a team who I don't think got better, and it's the Toronto Raptors, just because of the loss of Kawhi, who basically won them a championship. Um, I still think they'll be a playoff team, but... Um, they have Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam, uh, Serge Ibaka, and Marcus Gasol as a starting lineup, which I don't think will get them to the NBA Finals again. But they did add Rondé Hollis Jefferson and Stanley Johnson. But the loss of the loss of Kawhi Leonard is just too huge for them to have gotten better. So they didn't really pick anyone up after Kawhi left too. And you have the Wizards, who, yeah, I'll say they got better. Um, uh, they still have John Wall and Bradley Beal, but there's still the question marks about John Wall with his injuries. They got Isaiah Thomas and Ish Smith. Uh, still question marks about Isaiah Thomas being healthy, and Ish Smith is kind of just a veteran now. Uh, he's th- 31 years old. Um, then they got Admiral Schofield, um, Admiral Schofield and Rui Hachimura in the draft, um, who are both 20, 21 and 22. Uh, they still have Thomas Bryant, who showed some flashes last year of being one of the uh, a, a, a player to build around, possibly. Uh, they picked up C.J. Miles, um, Moritz Wagner. So I think they got better, but I think John Wall still has to prove that um, he can lead the Wizards to a playoff berth again if he can stay healthy. Then we have the Dallas Mavericks, and I think they got better because I'm going to say that the the Chris Tapps Porzingis trade was kind of what did it for me. Um, they did lose Trey Burke, but they did pick up Steph uh, Seth Seth Curry um, and Boban. So they have a pretty international team with Porzingis, Boban, and Luka Doncic um, and Maxi Kleber. Um, um, Luka Doncic and um, Luka Doncic and Chris Tapps Porzingis should form one of the better duos in the NBA. Tim Hardaway Jr. is entering his prime. He's only 27, so he'll be a good player for them. And Seth Curry, a streaky shooter, will hopefully um, be good for them. And Jalen Brunson showed some sparks last year as well as being a good point guard. DeLon Wright also signed with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies after being uh, one of the best players or one of the best bench players in 2017. Uh, then the Denver Nuggets, I don't think they got better or worse. Um, they picked up Bull Bull in the draft, and then basically their rosters stayed the same. They didn't have any huge pickups. They got Jeremy Grant from the Thunder, um, but that's basically it. Um, 
hopefully Bol Bol will be uh, a good player um, if he can stay healthy. Same thing with Michael Porter Jr., who it's looking like won't come back uh, anytime soon. Maybe he will this year, but um, he still has a, a couple major setbacks right now. And the Golden State Warriors, I mean, it's hard to say they got better because they did lose Kevin Durant, but I think when they got uh, D'Angelo Russell and they pick up Willie Cauley-Stein um, and they get Jordan Poole and Eric Pascal in the draft, I think they did get better. Um, uh, then they didn't get, they're, not, they're definitely not a better team than they were last year, but from what the situation could have been, they definitely got better than what it, the situation could have been. Um, so they could have been uh, k- getting carried by Steph Curry every night, but instead they got another superstar, D'Angelo Russell, and they got some solid pickups in Willie Cauley-Stein and um, some good draft picks with Jordan Poole and Eric Pasco. Then the Houston Rockets. I think it's safe to say they got better, but we, we don't really know because Russ was their biggest, was their only real big uh, accusation this summer. Um, they did get Ben McLemore, who was supposed to be a really good player. Maybe he'll uh, come back with something to prove. Um, he's still only 26 years old, um, so he's really young. Um, but they kept most of their guys. They just traded Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook, and they picked up Tyson Chandler from the Lakers. Um, but it's it's tough to say if they got better or not because we don't really know how Russell Westbrook and uh, James Harden are going to work together, but I'm hoping it's better than... Uh, uh, Chris Paul and James Harden, though. Um, then I think it's also safe to say the Clippers got better this year because of, I think, obviously, they got better. Okay, I'm just going to say that. They obviously got better. Um, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, um, they picked Paul George and Kawhi Leonard up. Um, they retain uh, Zubach. They still have Lou Williams, Landry, Sh- Landry Shamit. Uh, they got Terrence Mann and Capengelly in the draft. Uh, Montrez Harrell is still on the team. Patrick Beverly. So they have a really good defensive team. Um, I think the Clippers will be a, a team to beat this year. Then you have the Lakers, who I definitely think got better than last year. Um, but I think it was pretty easy to get better. Uh, they had a, a lot of young guys, so they could make that trade for um, Anthony Davis. It was tough for the Pelicans to turn that deal down. I think that was the best deal they could have gotten. They picked up DeMarcus Cousins and Quinn Cook from the Warriors, and I don't know if DeMarcus Cousins will be back to his superstar potential that he was with the Kings and the Pelicans before he got injured, but I still think he'll be a contributor to the Lakers on offense and maybe even defense. They picked up Jared Dudley and Danny Green and... Uh, Jared Dudley is a veteran who will be good in the locker room with guys like Kyle Kuzma um, and Quinn Cook and Avery Bradley. Um, and then Danny Green is just a straight-up shooter, uh, and LeBron needs guys like that for when he's driving to the basket. He's good at facilitating and then kicking out. Um, and I think Kyle Kuzma will be um, the third-best player on this NBA on this NBA team. Um and I'm hoping DeMarcus Cousins comes back to his potential, maybe his potential or maybe a little bit closer to that than he was with the with the Warriors. He showed he showed flashes of that, but we're all hoping. And then the Grizzlies, I think with the trade for Mike Conley, it was time to say goodbye to him. They got Josh Jackson. They still have Jaron Jackson Jr. to build around. They drafted John Morant and Brandon Clark. Uh, they got Grayson Allen. So they have a really young core, and they got Jay Crowder. They have Dwight Howard, but I'm assuming they're going to waive him at some point for him to be a free agent. Uh, I don't expect him to ever play a game in a Memphis Grizzlies uniform. Um, but I think they got better based on their situation. When they traded Gasol at the trade deadline, we kind of knew it was the end of an era. They got Andre Iguodala, who was expected to be waived and will possibly go to the Warriors. But I think from trading uh, Mike Conley, they definitely got better. And I think John Morant will be the best player out of this draft, um, depending on how Zion is. If Zion, I think Zion, if he reaches his potential, he'll be the best player in the draft. But if he, if he's, if he turns out to not be as good as everyone thinks he'll be, I think John Morant will be sneaky good. Um, and they also got Tyus Jones. Um, 
and Jaron Jackson Jr., so they have a really good young core to build around. Minnesota Timberwolves did not get better, um, um, not even a little bit. Um, I mean, they lost they lost Derrick Rose, and they didn't really make any additions. Um, they still haven't traded Andrew Wiggins for some reason, and I think they still should. They picked up Jordan Bell, and they got Jarrett Culver in the draft, so that they got a little bit better. Um, but losing Derrick Rose was big, so I think that evens out. I don't think they really made any changes in the offseason, that, uh, the changes they should have. I think they should either trade Andrew Wiggins or Carl Anthony Town should demand a trade out of Timberwolves because I definitely would if I was in that same situation because he's been suffering in that, um, in that bad system for about four years now, and I think he should just try and find a way out of it. Um, then the Pelicans, I think it's easy to say they got better too with the situation they were in. They found the best trade possible with uh, the Lakers getting rid of Anthony Davis, who demanded a trade. They got three young guys in Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, and Brandon Ingram. Um, they picked up Jackson Hayes and Zion Williamson in the draft. They also got Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And in free agency, they got J.J. Redick. And they still have Drew Holiday to run the team. They picked up Derek Favors, who's a veteran, um, um, 28 years old, kind of out of his prime right now, but he'll be a good a good leader on that team, and I think they got better, um, and I think they'll be a good team, and I think they might make the playoffs with Drew Holiday leaving the way. Um, as a 29-year-old, he's been through a lot, and he knows how to how to run how to run a team like he did in Philadelphia. So I'm expecting him to be an All-Star this year, and if Zion Williamson reaches his potential, then I think this will be a very talented team and a scary team to play against in the Western Conference. In Oklahoma City. Uh, they didn't get better. Um, I mean, when Paul George demanded the trade, they got the, a pretty good trade. They got Danilo Gallinari and Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, uh, which was a which was a good trade. It was just uh, unfortunate that Paul George wanted out of Oklahoma City um, to play with Kawhi Leonard. And then once Russ found out about that trade. He wanted a trade as well, so he got traded to the Rockets for Chris Paul, and uh, it's anyone's it's anyone's uh, it's anyone's uh, argument who if um, if Chris Paul will ever play a game in Oklahoma City Thunder uniform or if he will uh, be traded before that. But with the addition of Dan- Danilo Gallinari and Shea Gilgis Alexander, they got a good young core. Even though Danilo Gallinari is 31 years old, he's still He's still in his prime. I think Shea Gildas Alexander will be one of the better players coming out of that draft. They still have Dennis Schroeder, who's entering his prime as well at only 25 years old. And Hamadou Diallo um, is looking to be a, a very good player, too, at only 21 years old. Uh, Steven Adams, it's still anyone's guess where he's going to go, if he's going to get traded or uh, if he's going to stay there. I can't really see him uh, being the best player on that Thunder team. So I think he'll he'll be out by the end of this season. Then you have the Phoenix Suns, who really didn't do that much in the off season. Um, they got Ty Jerome and Cameron Johnson in the draft. They got Frank Kaminsky and Ricky Ricky Rubio and Dario Saric, um, which were which were pretty good pickups. And I think Ricky Rubio will maybe solve the Phoenix Suns point guard problems. Um, hopefully DeAndre Ayton will take the next step. They got Aaron Baines. Michael Bridges will be a sophomore this year. Um, and Kelly Oubre Jr. got a lot of money this year too. So we'll see how the Suns go. It might be the same old Suns, or maybe they'll take a step. But I think they got a little bit better um, compared to how they were last year. They were pretty bad last year. Um, but the additions uh, of Ty Jerome and Cam Johnson and Ricky Rubio, Dario Saric, and Frank Kaminsky. I think they got a little bit better, and we'll see what happens with that. Then the Trailblazers, I think it was tough for them to lose Enos Cantor, um, but that was kind of just a little stint for the playoffs. Um, they kept C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, and Yusuf Nurkic, um, and they still have and they still have a lot of their other guys. Uh, still have Zach Collins. They picked up Kent Bazemore, Pau Gasol, Mario Hazonia. Anthony Tolliver and Hassan Whiteside, so those were pretty big 
pickups for them. I, I'm hoping Hassan Whiteside will be good coming off the bench. They got Nasir Little in the draft, and um, he, he might end up being one of the one of the steals of that draft, on coming in 25th pick. Um, and then Rodney Hood re-signed with them as well. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. But I think they got better. Uh, I think they did get better. Uh, the Indians Cantor thing was tough, though, for them to lose him. Then the Sacramento Kings, I think they do get a little bit better. Um, they got a steal in Kyle Guy, um, which it looks like that in the in the summer league. Uh, Corey Joseph signed with them. Um, they still have Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, Bogdanovich, Harrison Barnes, and Bagley. They got a veteran, um, a 34-year-old, and Trevor Ariza, who can still shoot the ball very well. Um, but I think they have a really good young team, and I think they'll make strides and possibly make the playoffs this year. So I think they got a little bit better, but uh, they didn't get any worse. And the San Antonio Spurs got a little bit better um, with their draft picks. Um, I think they developed, they're going to develop Lonnie Walker Jr., or whatever, the fourth or the fifth, um, was looking good in the summer league, so they developed him pretty well. Um, And hopefully DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge can improve this year and be a little bit better. Um, Damari Carroll signed with them. They got two good draft picks and Keldon Johnson and Lucas Simayic. Um, but I don't know if I can really see San Antonio making a deep playoff run in the Stack Western Conference. Uh, but I can see this team making a deep playoff run is the Utah Jazz. They made a lot of uh, good moves this year. Um, they kept Donovan Mitchell. They still have Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert. Uh, they picked up Ed Davis, Mike Conley, and uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, so they had a really good offseason. Um, they picked up Emmanuel Moutier as well, um, and I think Donovan Mitchell will be an all-star this year and prove to be a superstar, and I think he'll lead the Jazz to either conference semifinals or a conference finals. Um, but that's it for the video. Thank you guys for listening.